Hello and welcome to The Ball Bags, a weekly podcast breaking down all the news from the United Rugby Championship, the NFL, the English Premier League, the NBA and the wide world of sport. Hello and thank you very much for tuning in to episode 2.08 of the Ballbags podcast. Delighted to be joined by the coach. How are you mate? All good? What's up? What's up? All good, yeah. Just, you know, it wasn't a massively, you know, huge sporting weekend, but it's Plenty good. to keep us entertained all the same. Um, yeah, yeah. Big scores in the rugby. Yeah, yeah. Now that's maybe a topic for another day. Um... Like we might need to maybe look at reviewing maybe where the URC is currently and how it's kind of settled in, in the the first season of it. It's probably been the worst first season to start a new competition, but look, especially one that has so much travel involved. But we might see towards the end of the month, there's going to be some... You're going to see what the URC will actually look like, where you'll have South African teams playing here, you'll have European teams playing in South Africa. I think the first full weekend of that is like March 25th after the Six Nations, so... But look, we digress. So we've loads to get through this week. We'll obviously have the old staples, player of the week. Have you seen this? In a partnership with our affiliate sponsors, The Athletic. Click the link in the podcast description to get a month's free access. And USA Sports, Dakota UK, of course, as well. Just to, if you do have a penchant for a bit of US sporting apparel, they're a great uh, source for that. Then I suppose the agree to disagree this week. I, I'm going to be taking a bit of a look at coaching legacy um, and the coach is going to re-return with risers and fallers this week, our kind of attempt at a power rankings I suppose maybe um, yeah, yeah. and then we'll round up with have you seen this, but I suppose coach kicks it off just who was your player of the weekend and why um, I suppose honourable mention to Shane Warren is one I was going to throw in uh, just obviously Shane Warren obviously passed mm. away this week which is all very sad so an honourable maybe mention there uh, just for his kind of career legacy life um, cultural impact yeah yeah um, and also the man who married Elizabeth Hurley so fair play um, but I'm going this week with Philippe Coutinho um, I know we had a bit of a debate in the podcast um, WhatsApp group yesterday but I just think it was an outstanding weekend for him. If, if you could do that every week, um, he'd be look. He'd be a, a massive, massive uh, signer for the Premier League. No matter who who it's at, uh, I just see him out for dinner tonight with Thiago Alcantara. Uh, so hopefully there's a bit of agent work going on, but I'm not sure. I don't know if Klopp would have him back. But could, could, could very, Thiago, very nice side to watch yesterday. Could Thiago be going the other way? Ooh. Like it, it, it hasn't really worked for him at Liverpool. Not necessarily. Oh, hold on, hold on, me. hold on. Let me finish. Not like uh, from a performance perspective, but just really, he's had a lot of niggly injuries, and yeah. that does impact your attitude towards the club. So is he maybe going? You know, maybe we can do a fresh start. I think Thiago is a bit of a funny one that. For me, he actually works better in the games where teams are playing two banks and mm. come a little bit more. I don't think he's a big four player in terms of you know I don't know if you play him against your cities or your your arsenals or your like they don't play that type of football. What side did you include in the big four there? Sorry, good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but Coutinho, look, 
I think he's probably been a little bit unlucky in the last few weeks and stuff hasn't come off, but they seem to be knitting well. Um, him, Danny Ings, Ollie Watkins, Douglas Luis, uh, they've got a nice little thing going there and coming to the back end of the season. It would have been nice if they could get the, their hands on him a little bit earlier in the season, what, what could have been, but uh, yeah, look, I think they're a really, really exciting side to watch. That's the thing, my only fear from him is they'll become almost like a Leeds of last season where they play really good football, but they could get spanked. If that makes sense, yeah. they're just. Yeah, but look, yeah, yeah. it's 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 they're they're motoring on up there. My player though, yourself, my player of the weekend, yeah. LeBron James, thirty-seven years of age, dropped fifty-six points in a defeat of the Golden State Warriors. Look, it hasn't worked in in La La Land this season. Um, it's probably his last few games for the Lakers. But just appreciate the man while he's still in the league because. <laughs> He is phenomenal. Like, um, we, we can argue about the goal all day, or whatever. But aside from that, regardless of where you stand, he's in the top two, and we don't have a lot of time left of him. The, do you know what? He was actually in the rise and fall, but we'll take him out. We'll scratch him off because we're having the conversation now. But like, you mentioned, obviously coming to the end of the Lakers, possibly. Do you see him and Bronny teaming up in Cleveland? Possibly. Like Bronny's still like another season before he's going to be drafted. He's not going to be drafted next season, I don't think. Um, he's going to try and team up with him, but you've so little... Here, Here's the thing, like, he, this mantra of I want to team up with Bronny could actually hurt Bronny because if you're a franchise and yeah. you're like, I don't yeah. want the drama of bringing in LeBron, I'm not going to draft this kid. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because as yeah, good as LeBron yeah. is, he does bring drama. He brings that expectation. Do, do you think his next organisation he kind of maybe has to be within the ownership of it like if you look at like Jordan kind of you know that's what he wants I know that's what he wants but I'm just thinking is that the only option he has now in terms of probably playing with him and not he can kind of step in for a season and maybe half a shoot a season step out or like but also bringing something else to the I table it's more of a case of he might need to park his ego a little bit and he might need to say look I the reason LA didn't work I know they won a title obviously like we're what, less than two seasons removed from them winning the title but it was the bubble title so it's always going to have a little asterisk um, and yeah. the reason it didn't probably work in LA the reason it didn't work as well as it should have done in Cleveland is he got involved in tinkering at rosters and stuff like that and maybe if he's prepared to park the ego and just say I'm just going to go and just play basketball and leave coaching and the roster management to the head coach and the GM I think he can be wildly successful still where is that though? like where does he go like like it's got to be a return I would have thought I can't see him going to a new organisation I think it has to be Miami or Cleveland and I don't see it being Miami don't see it being Miami I'm not even sure if I see it being Cleveland I I would not be people are going to say I'm mad saying this but I would not be shocked to see him playing in the gardens next season he's always talked about his love affair of the Knicks He'd, he'd kind of love that to kind of be the man to kind of start to turn around in New York but he's never going to win there though is he no but it's like the move to LA it's it's sometimes it's it's less about basketball and now it's kind of more maybe a bit more business bit. and the life after basketball so I was going to say it's, it's a little it's kind of like you know you go to New York to see your, your uh, I was going to say your West End your Broadway shows that type of thing that people are buying tickets like you know yourself you try and get a Knicks ticket it's and they've sucked for so long very very expensive when you can go and see a better game down in Brooklyn yeah. for maybe a quarter of the price like yeah. 
um, it's just because that's where the tourists travel like so if you want it's it's that thing the tourists are going to go and see LeBron now aren't they instead of going to well if it was to happen rather than seeing the Knicks you're going to see LeBron yeah because like it's it's not even just it, like well Brooklyn for years was the New Jersey Nets so they haven't yeah. fully just embedded their fan base just yet that's why it's still that bit cheaper whereas the New York Knicks are around since God was a Gosson basically um, so yeah. they have that loyal fan base of people who have supported Knicks whose granddads have supported the Knicks do you know that kind of cultural resonance yeah. that I just don't yeah, think it's, yeah it's, and, and actually one that probably misses out this week on, on, on player of the week Isaiah Thomas is he just keeps doing it doesn't he like 10 day contract absolute flair player goes back into the G League 10 day contract he just turns it around like I I was a little bit surprised he, he didn't go back to the Celtics when the Celtics were in that lull I w- was almost sure it was probably a good time for him but I'm happy the Celtics didn't because obviously they're on the turnaround yeah. um, and I think it probably would have been a poor move it was probably just a little bit if they had done it it would have been a bit you know you know too breakneck or whatever but um, I, I, I just like the guy it's great to see him doing yeah. well yeah no, look that's it goes back to the whole adage of like, like who's your favourite player and it's like you can never give a stat as to why that player is your favourite player it's the way they played and it's the style it's that little something that you just can't the stat sheet will never tell yeah. you why you love watching Dennis Bergkamp doing the coup de grace yeah, against yeah. Roberto, not Roberto Solano I forget but yeah do you know what I mean that's that's why like yeah. so yeah player of the week if you have to pick one who would it be Tino or LeBron probably got LeBron he doesn't have that many left yeah, fair fair I'd be in agreement okay so kicking it off agree to disagree <coughs> Mike Krasowski legendary coach of Duke University served there since 1980 where he led the Blue Devils to 5 national titles 12 final fours 15 AC tournament championships and 13 ACC regular season titles in terms of legacy, like it just it defies belief almost. There's 68 Duke players who have been selected in the NBA draft since Coach K took over in the 1980 season. Gene Banks obviously being the first Coach K coached Duke player to be selected in the NBA draft. And it just the list goes on and on in terms of like who's currently in the NBA that's been coached by him I'll just read it out quickly um, Grace Allen, Milwaukee Bucks Marvin Bagley the third RJ Barris Vernon Carey Wendell Carter Seth Curry Rodney Hood Brandon Ingram Kyrie Irving Frank Jackson Jalen Johnson Trey Jones Tyrus Jones Luke Kennard Semi Olajay Mason Plumley, Cam Reddish Austin Rivers Jason Tatum Gary Trent Jr. This fella is debatable as to whether he's still playing in the NBA, but Zion Williamson and Justice Winslow. And then obviously he currently has one Hall of Famer in obviously Grant Hill, but that could be extended with the list I've just gone through there. Maybe there's maybe one there from from Boston and if, if Zion Williamson can live up to his potential. Kyrie Irving probably is going to end up being a, despite all the controversy, oh. is probably going to end up being a Hall of Famer. Um, it's very easy to get into the NBA Hall of Fame. But uh, so I suppose this weekend we obviously saw the legendary Coach K retire his clipboard and whistle at Duke University. With this in mind, which manager in any sport 
has had the greatest impact on producing talent in that sport and it's probably not the answers you'd initially think of like I don't think it's maybe fair to say that Bill Belichick has been great for producing talent into the competition he kind of whatever talent he had he got the most out of it is that fair to say yeah I mean can you say in the NFL you know kind of an organisation produce players um, I don't know like it's different to the way the world works in Europe because you don't have a product from you know 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 or in their Fair developmental you, years you probably could say Nick Saban at Bama maybe yeah um, but I suppose if we were to take that to a this part of the world or maybe sports that don't declare themselves as world champions when they're just American champions who would you say probably for your record has unproducing talent like could, could you say Ferguson arguably only I was going to say Ferguson was on the tip of my tongue yeah Ferguson's a good when you look at the class 92 yeah but arguably and... the only talent there that really had a career outside of United was Beckham yeah yeah but then yeah I suppose it comes with that though doesn't it like what are you producing them for whereas you can't stay at you know Duke you have to leave which is fair yeah. but like could you say that like I don't know maybe you look at a Wenger and look at the players that came through the Arsenal Academy the percentage of which go on to they may never play in the Premiership but they will mm. have a professional career in football I suppose La Masia Barcelona mm. uh, probably is quite aligned in terms of the amount of sheer number of players that come out of there that probably never play or they might play in the B team for Barcelona and they move on um, spread all over Europe probably the States as well I'd imagine there's probably um, players that have ended up in the MLS and things like that um, Guino Veza Toulouse his tenure produced an awful lot of French internationals you look at yeah yeah looks probably you look at the powerhouses in, in Leinster schools rugby like that would be quite compa- I know it's not third level college or whatever you want to call it but it'd be quite comparable probably to Duke in terms of your Black Rocker your Michaels maybe um, for our stateside listeners these are high schools in Dublin, Ireland um, but they're, they're like look we've spoke about that before there is a consistent kind of Charm. flow of players from Dublin 4 um, I'm trying to think rugby like I mean Sir Shirley there's an English club in the Premiership that looks not Saracen they've bought everything Leicester Leicester yeah yeah. Um, probably that production line has probably slowed down a little bit of of late um, you wonder what impact the salary cap will have but like Southampton for me always produced top mm. quality talent never never actually saw always the full potential of that talent because they would sell yeah, it on yeah. you look at maybe an Ajax in the continent like yes I don't, it's probably a difficult club to be talking about at present with the accusations on Overmars and stuff like that. But you look at the talent they've produced. Um, we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. City Group, they're obviously going to produce, you know, well, I don't know, 40% of footballing talent probably in the future. Yeah. All worldwide well, footballing talent. When you, look, talent, at, when you look at the, the goal scorers today, like the only man who came through the City Academy that scored wasn't playing for City. <laughs> I didn't think of that yeah. do you know like so so like people would say City bought everything but I think in 10-15 years we could be saying yeah they did buy it but they also invested that money wisely and they built a very good sporting academy 
But in organically, if you look close at the home, would Brian Cody possibly? Just thinking of because he how long he's been there, similar to like Ferguson, he's obviously been there a long, long time. I know he can't produce players for you know other counties or whatever, but in terms, in terms of, of all stars, getting them to the top level, yeah, yeah, household yeah. names and stuff, yeah, probably. And um, it is a hurling mad county, and it is probably easier. Like if he was, if he was doing it out of maybe one of the counties that isn't always at the top, like maybe don't take this the wrong way because I know you have affiliation to, but say a Wexford that yeah, like yeah. is a hurling county really, but or an Offaly that like they've won all Ireland before, mm. but they do kind of struggle for that. Uh, churn of talent year on year on year on year and they kind of need to have a good minor team to launch forward need to have a couple of good minor teams to launch forward into a good senior team Um, like actually Leinster Rugby when you think about it have produced a lot of players for French sides English sides Munster, Ulster Connacht look at all the school systems to be fair Um, even the Limerick and Cork school systems and even the Belfast school systems do produce it's they're kind of insular them school systems in in cities in, in this country um. Yeah, like I'm a, a big one for me. Obviously, would be Wayne Bennett. Um, he's a rugby league coach. Um, he's huge for the, not just the talent he's produced, but then also something that we don't probably talk about this side of the world, but it's huge in, is in the states and huge in Australia. Is, is a coaching tree. So as in, coaches have come up under him, been assistant coaches, and then have gone on to be legends of their own. Yeah, that's the key, really. Like, isn't it? It's keeping that tap flowing <laughs> what, about, what your opinion on Urban Meyer uh, a, produ- a production line I don't know but like Urban Meyer is there's there's great fits and there's great kind of systems that work and Urban Meyer in the college game where he can just it's less about coaching it's more about recruiting he yeah. definitely excels in that system but like he's not going to turn, turn around like a Purdue or something like that he's going to go to a a powerhouse in college football that can offer this especially now in this new nil world of payments and stuff like that he's going to need to be at a powerhouse powerhouse where you can recruit top level talent coming through high school um, college coaching can be strange it can be less about the mm-hmm. X's and O's and, and more about the recruitment and that's why like if you look at the sides that dominate college football at present Clemson Alabama Georgia they're like these southern state schools in the middle of nowhere where they've built a reputation now and players are just going there to go to the NFL they're not they don't care it's not like they're not great in terms of academia they're not great in terms of oh it's a great city and I want to like experience it do you know what I mean whereas like the best university in America to go to for like a social life probably UCLA or do you know what I mean the best ones for education are probably Stanford and Princeton but they don't dominate college sports so why would you go to if you have your pick of universities why do you go to Georgia Alabama you go because mm. you want to go to the NFL so college sports is, is a bit different um, and I'm so, sure it's a similar situation at Duke yeah well it was disappointing when I lost though wasn't it yeah well look they have struggled um, I've struggled this season but uh, and they lost their biggest rivals as well the, uh, the Tar Heels the old Caroline yeah. Derby. but look I suppose we, we digress um, it's just an interesting one because like when we talk greatest managers we don't 
always talk about like in terms of impacting the game outside of the club they're employed say it again in terms of the greatest managers like if you're, you're talking about great coaches great managers we don't we, we yeah. sometimes tend to focus on results at the club they're at and mm. there's often drawbacks to that because it, like who's the best manager in the premiership right now depends if you're talking about where they are now Klopp if you're talking about over a period of time maybe Pep take all of them put them in Norwich right now I don't think they're staying up they don't turn around no 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 no. so no it's, it's just very I think it's it can be very hard to to grade a, a, a manager or a coach purely on results like sometimes yeah like a, a lot of people maybe don't see what goes on at that kind of Premier League 2 or under 23 level or whatever and they're the key people really like that you know that don't get spoke about or don't get the plaudits and stuff like um, you know um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head Jesus I know Kieran McKenna for a long time at United was one that they kind of I know he's moved on to Ipswich now or um, Neil Critchley who's got the Blackpool from Liverpool was a big piece you know under Klopp at the 23s and the academy and stuff like that so people like that that are getting people to a certain point and then you know getting their full full potential and going look to the gaffer there you go work with them uh, like the La Masia coaches I'm sure yeah you know I'm sure there's you know hundred, probably, I don't know 20, 30, 40 coaches there that have helped you know Xavi, Iniesta whoever like make it all the way to the top yeah I'm gonna they're the people that don't get yeah, it yeah I'm gonna be very biased and say Wenger's up there in terms of spot and talent bringing it to the Premiership yeah like you look at yeah and it pro- probably went against him at the end yeah. didn't it like a little bit in terms of you know not getting sacked but probably not winning as much as he probably could have yeah look I don't know if anyone's had a chance to watch the documentary um, the Wenger documentary I watched it during the week um, and basically just he, he wanted to go a long time before but David Dean was going David Dean says two of us can't leave in the same summer yeah Big, I, I don't know if it's true or not you might know as an Arsenal fan that Wenger com- commuted from Paris for most of his Arsenal career on the on, on the uh, what's the train that goes under the uh, Channel Tunnel Paris to London Channel Tunnel Eurostar yeah. or whatever um, I don't know about that no I don't, don't know if I've ever that I do know Bobby Perez <laughs> spent the season at Villa and had a chauffeur driving from London to Birmingham every day for train that must have been some uh, overhead what's that about three hours in modest traffic the yeah, but look, yeah, look. I think we, we parked that one there. We'll yeah. Take a little break, and then we're just gonna go risers and fallers. The risers and fallers. Are they on the rise or the fall? Yeah. So this week, kicking it off is the Brooklyn Nets. Sasquatch. I want to know. Obviously, they've had a little bit of a turnaround. Kyrie's back. You know, a couple of wins. I know it's probably. I don't know. It's always been a torn in your side, the Brooklyn Nets, I think. But uh, no, not really. What are you thinking on the rise of the fall? Um, I think they can go well. I think they'll make the playoffs. But I just think if you put the pressure on that situation, like what playoff basketball will do, I just think they'll crack. I just there's too many ifs and buts, and like can Ben Simmons come back and can Ben Simmons be impactful? Can Kyrie? Like if they if they do abolish the kind of COVID laws in the state of New York at present, 
can Kyrie keep it together and not like disappear because he wants to go born sage like, it's just the Sony have some butts I just they're good it's enough to make the playoffs yeah but do you not think if they make the playoffs they have a lot of flair players there that might get them through a tight game no it depends who they come up against I suppose no. it's the, I don't know if you've seen during the week Kyrie Irving has employed his ex's mother is it as his new no, agent no, first his, black woman in, stepmother so stepmother sorry I must read yeah um, his ex's mother that'd yeah. be, that, that would be an interesting story now I'd read about that <laughs> um, so yeah for you rise or fall um, like they're eighth in the east currently like looking 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 down Miami Miami will eat them Philadelphia will eat them Milwaukee will eat them Chicago will eat them Boston I would now say will eat them Cleveland will give them a run and they could probably beat Toronto Charlotte are coming up fast behind they're probably just a little bit too young still Charlotte um, Atlanta the same so yeah they'll make it through the, like they're probably going to face off against Miami who are going to go through them for a short group that Miami team is a think, very tough team oh yeah they're they're doing well as well um, but in a roundabout way is, is Ben has the Ben Simmons deal currently working out better for the, the Nets than it is no, for the Sixers played, is he I know he had a good game tonight, night, didn't he? Yeah, like but he like many games is he actually gonna play for now in the end of the season? <laughs> yeah, like he's just yeah. I I never see. I look. I'm a not a fan of Ben Simmons at all. I just I don't yeah. see it. Like he's <laughs> yeah. I just don't see it. I don't and I haven't seen it. Not able to see it. I can't see it. I just don't think he's gonna. <laughs> So for you, it's a false economy, false economy at the moment, yeah. basically. The Dead cap, yeah. Um Okay, moving on. Um, the UFC. So this week, obviously, we had Jorge Masvidal and Colby Covington fighting last night. Uh, a lot of build-up. I don't know you've probably seen clips. There was a lot more media presence probably than there has been for the last few main events. Um, I think the UFC is in a funny situation at the moment where they don't really have anyone shouting down the house you know get me in coach and obviously Mr McGregor kind of seems to be enjoying life a lot I know kind of there was sound bites during the week Dana saying look if he wants a title shot he's getting a title shot whether that be you know good or not I'm, I'm, I'm not 100% on that but where do you think UFC are at the moment are you on the rise or the fall because for me they were in a bit of a decline they're trying to kind of amend it in the last week they've definitely plateaued um, I think they need that superstar I don't like Say what you want about McGregor, but when he was on the rise, you couldn't turn him off. You, you just couldn't. Yeah. Um, whether you like him or you, you like him or you loathe him, you had to watch it. Like even before, say, when when his stock was quite high in terms of popularity, there was still a lot of people that wanted to see him lose, but they were watching. Do you know what I mean? They were watching to see him yeah. lose. Whereas, yeah, it did, didn't matter. Yeah, whereas yeah. now, I think even those people don't even care. Um, don't even watch it. Um, and even people who were... I'll be, I'll be honest, I was on the kind of the bandwagon a bit. Um, mm. No, I did want to see him win, obviously, because I wanted to see... Like, see Irish sports people win, regardless of what sport they're in. But, um, yeah, I think they just... It needs a new star, and it probably needs... Uh, 
probably needs a European star. Um, yeah, they do have stars and stuff. And like, like you look at like say someone like Adesanya, he should really be the star, but he just doesn't have that spark of lust or something like that. Like he's all the characteristics mm. of a star without being overly likable. I don't think. Um, that's my personal opinion. Some people might love him. I think he's a brilliant fighter, but yeah, I think they're I think they're just minus a star. Yeah. No, yeah, I think you're right. I think they need something. They need something big in the next month. To like, I know they're coming to London, aren't they, on Paddy's Day or the day after Paddy's Day or something like that. Probably. But not sure yeah. that event's gonna really do anything for them. Uh, McGregor obviously went to Bellator last week. A lot was made of that. Not that he's gonna be signing for the round, but the fact that he was in the ring at one point, you're going. It doesn't really look well for you. Obviously, it's not a good look. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be happy if I was there. The thing too, as well, is like I think the standard of those other competitions have drastically improved as well. You likes of your Bellator, yeah. you likes of your Strike, you like your like they've all drastically improved, <coughs> which doesn't help. Um, Chelsea Football Club. So obviously in the headlines this week, Mr. Abramovich putting the club up for sale. Everything happening with Russia and Ukraine, and obviously a very upsetting time. But Chelsea fans. Ooh, in the headlines this week you know they're doing the kind of the round of applause for Ukraine they start chanting Abramovich's name John Terry stuck up for him and the fans on Twitter kind of saying that you know he's done so much for the club and the club wouldn't be who they were without him or whatever I we, we know you know Thomas Tuchel came out and said not the time there's a time in the place and this wasn't it effectively but on the rise I suppose there's, there's two aspects of this Chelsea's a football club with Abramovich putting up for sale on the rise or fall and then what happens then yeah so like a few things to like clarify as well with the whole around situation I, like I guess he's been a pro Putin supporter I get that but in terms of broker and peace he's actually been one of the key people pushing for it because mm-hmm. the second half for Bramovich is like he's obviously Russian but I think his mother is Israeli and as a result his mother's Jewish and he's Jewish because if your mother's Jewish you're Jewish and he has deep connections in the Jewish community in the Ukraine and he's actually been broken on peace and that's part of the reason why a lot of people would say look that there is probably a little bit something maybe a bit more sinister about this whole sell Chelsea the proceeds mm. are going towards victims of the U- Ukrainian um, conflict so I don't think he's the monster he's probably been labelled to be he's, n- he's not a saint I'm not going to say he's a saint he's an oligarch for Christ's yeah. sake but I do think it's unfortunate that like I, is it really his fault that Putin is invading Ukraine like it is a bit mad do you know what I mean like there's a there's a yeah. there's certain things that are a bit like hold on a second like there's a pub so I live in North Mead okay it's a very rural part of the world and there's a pub up the road from me has big slogan they're now refusing to serve Smirnoff vodka because it's Russian oh, but you're not affecting Putin you're affecting the dozens of the hundreds of people in Ireland who work for Smirnoff who work for do you know like it's just it's stupid like it's tokenism at its finest what happens when a Bramfish sells Chelsea unless that's Arab money which is significantly darker than anything a Bramfish has ever done they're probably in a bit of trouble now they were relatively successful before Bramfish like they were Mm. like mainstay they were a historic club in London deep rooted in London culture or whatever so they will be fine 
But I just don't know if they're going to be European champions, world champions, multiple premiership champions without the right owner. So potential fault. Is there any... Yeah, I agree. And the reason I agree is because... I think potentially on the fall, because I don't know if there's any owners out there that can do what Abramovich has done. Like, we've spoken before about how American money is hard-earned money mm -hmm. and how the Russian oligarch money is never-ending. It's or, the, or even Dubai money and the Sheik's money and all that sort of stuff. It's kind of never-ending. Well, the Russians is a bit different now, but oil money is never-ending, effectively. The Dubai Especially money, the money. Newcastle money. State money is never-ending. Yeah. Um, so I think Chelsea is now the type of club that need state money ownership or that kind of Newcastle type. Of, I don't know if American money would work in Chelsea um, with their wages and the amount of players they have. And it's like, you know, trying to keep up an expensive wife, isn't it? Like it's... Uh, yeah, it's probably like yeah. trying to keep up five expensive wives. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Chelsea situation, if if it was like a someone who'd come up the hard way, um, close, air quotes, yeah. Um, so three left for you. Uh, Formula One. It's in the headlines this week. Um, back on Netflix, March 11th. Um, I think there was a show on tonight, The Duel, Hamilton and Verstappen, recording on a Sunday, all about last season and, and things like that. It's in a very, very healthy place, I think, Formula at the moment, one. Formula yeah. One. Yeah, I, I don't think... I was never really massive into it, but due to Netflix and becoming more accessible and stuff like that I probably did start watching it a little bit more this year um, in your eyes rise or fall yeah I was heavily 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 like no interest in it from a young age I was mm. like I don't, I don't get this I don't get why people love it and like my friends growing up would have loved it because their dads loved it and that's kind of what I always saw yeah. it as if your old boy loves it you probably love it but I, I never really got into it but because of Drive Survive I watched the final race and that yes. was, a, was a perfect ending for a sport as well it's got the drama it now seems to have the characters and stuff as well so it is mm. definitely on the rise and it shows the power of effectively marketing your league your I talk about this a bit like that the leagues themselves have to be almost brands if that makes sense so like you've yeah. your NFL yeah, yeah, yeah. NBA and that's what I think the URC are trying to do there's this brand yes. And F1 has done that magnificently in the last 18 to 24 months that it now has a load of casual fans, which would have seemed impossible a decade ago. On the rise. Yeah, perfect segue, perfect segue. Um, Packers obviously been announced to play in London um, for the first time. Uh, NFL in Europe, rise, because it's a weird one, because obviously they announced the European teams and the districts and blah, 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 blah. Yes, three games are announced for... London um, we haven't heard what's happening with the other is it Munich, Munich and Mexico and yeah we have we, yeah. we know the home sides in each of the so, so Tampa's okay, so in Munich Arizona's in Mexico that makes logistical sense that makes sense yeah uh, Tampa Munich logistically do you think that that is a good fit well I think Munich's a funny one I've just never seen Munich being a place for NFL let me well, well let me tell you I've gone to the NFL London a few times Every time you go, mm. you will meet German fans. Okay. It's it's like you you might meet a French fan or an Italian fan, but you will always meet a German fan. I, and I don't know the I know there was a few NFL Europe. There was a few sides in Germany. Yeah, there, there was, was like the yeah, Hamburg yeah. 
hammers or something. I don't know. But there was a few. Yeah, there was something arc arcs as well. There was some something. So like monarchs. The monarchs was London. Um, oh yeah. But there was a few German sites, um, and it just it just they love it in Germany. So Munich is brilliant. Um, Munich would be a great experience too, as well as a city. It's it's fantastic. So I think the international fan will probably enjoy Munich more this season than they would enjoy London because London's kind of London's great and all that it's great to go see NFL or whatever but sometimes it can be hard to know that you're the NFL's in London that week do you know what I mean like it's just right okay city so big city so big in that but I think Munich might put on a bit of a show Um, yeah look I mean well, uh, just a, a yes or no on that does Tom Brady play in Munich? No, because he won't be playing for Tampa. Okay. That's why he retired. But he might play him someone else. Um, we might do that another segment on that yeah. another week. And then finally, um, I know obviously yourself and the bottom feeder were chatting in the WhatsApp group this week. Um, NFL Combine time. Um, are we on the within the NFL umbrella? Do you think we're on the rise or the fall in terms of the talent going in? Um, you're on, a te- you're on a temporary fall. Um, I'll tell you why. Yeah. You don't realise the impact that COVID had on college sports that for the last year two group, years. Yeah. Um, it would be fine, um, but you might see a few kind of duddy drafts simply because... Well, look, you're kind of hoping that the impact on the high school programmes for the last two years... Isn't as much. You can overcome that in the next few seasons. College definitely was massively impacted. Um, so, yeah, the talent this year seems to be fast, not necessarily good, if that makes sense. Talented. Like the fat, the yeah, athletes. Yeah. One thing I don't know if you saw this week, I, um, the WWE actually held trials, tryouts at the NFL Combine, or very, very close to the NFL Combine, inviting, well, a range of athletes from athletics, football, prominently football, obviously. Um, and it wasn't so much down to their ring talent, if you want to call it that, or wrestling skills. And I would, like, obviously, I say wrestling skills and use it very, very loose, but down to their athleticism, their look, Aesthetics. and their yeah. microphone skills, yeah. basically. I um, thought that was very interesting because you, you, whatever about COVID, you are getting athletes, as in they were, like, shape wise and. You know, athleticism, they've got it, but they just don't have the minutes on the pitch. Basically. If a fella's, if a fella's pl- p- played, sorry, in front of a thousand seater stadium in Alabama or Baton Rouge, he's not going to have an issue getting in a ring with a max of what's it ever going to be, 40,000, 50,000? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So that's not going to be an issue. He's already athletic, he's coachable, he's proven himself to be coachable. It is strange though, isn't it? Because if you do end up in the WWE, you're pretty much every night of the week every other night of the week where you've played in Baton Rouge you've probably played eight times in a year maybe and even in your home stadium you're probably four six it's a tough gig um, wrestling um, we have had some notable transfers across haven't we um, I know Daniel Vito he's playing in NRL and is it Tim Wisser the goalkeeper yeah, yeah, he tried yeah, to yeah. make the and there's someone else someone a lot closer to home I just the name escapes me, um, like somebody played in the Premier League. Um, but we have had some transfers from kind of more European sports, so it's yeah. I'm sure probably things like ice hockey as well. I'm just trying to think of good fits, but yeah. Yeah. 
Dennis Rodman. Didn't he do a brief stint? I, there, there isn't oh, a thing Dennis Rodman didn't do, so like I don't, don't have evidence, <laughs> but I'll just agree with you because he probably did. Like the man's look, I'm, I'm sure I've no doubt McGregor will appear at some point. It's the next one, but uh, yeah, maybe he doesn't buy Chelsea. Well, he got told. I thought that Chelsea's put down on Twitter was quite good. To be fair, what was that? Did I say that? She's like, if you wanted an angry Irishman with stupid takes, you would have asked Roy Keane. I did see um, McGregor put something up this morning saying, I don't know where he's sitting with a cigar, but he did put one up saying, um, these things are being looked at. I have spoken to Dermot Desmond from Celtic. I have spoken to the Glaciers from Man United. And I have spoken to, I can't remember who the third one was, but I just thought it was very, he says, don't get it wrong. There's a football club in my future. So I thought that was very interesting. Maybe Shamrock Rovers. I'm not sure if he'd have the money for Crumlin Celtic. Maybe I don't know. Um, but he's already got lured Celtic, yeah, isn't he? I think so. so. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I just maybe I'm just being skeptical. But it's it's hard to imagine a major world headline where McGregor doesn't import himself. Do you remember him rallying the Irish people to lock down in COVID? Like, what do you know? And then going against <laughs> and it. And then going against it. So he just he does love getting himself in a headline. To be fair. Um, he does it well. He does. He does make the headlines. To be fair, I've never made a headline myself, mm-hmm. but he he's made plenty of them. So, yeah, yeah. That's my rise or fall this week, Sass. Fair. I'm enjoying that's that cool. one. That's that's. I enjoyed that one. Um, right. Okay. So this week's have you seen this? Brought to you by the coach. Yes. So obviously this week we saw the return of Christian Eriksen to first team football. Well, starting in the first team, um, playing for Brentford against Norwich in a 3-1 win with Ivan Tony back to his best mm. um, fuck Brentford just saying um, but yeah it's in that game um, yeah we might explain <laughs> yeah, that one out I won't uh, Christian Eriksen obviously got in a tango with Brandon Williams he kind of pulled on Brandon Williams the lone E from Manchester United's shirt trying to get away Brandon Williams as he's getting pulled swings around whole body to try and kind of as they're falling grab Eriksen by the neck scruff in the neck realises who it is and gives him a <laughs> A big lovingly hug with a big grin on his face. I thought it was actually a little beautiful piece of that was, it was, um, footage. Yeah. and um, Yeah, it was kind of wholesome. You don't get much of that. It was the, the, the look in his face turning from sheer aggression to oh, adoring love yeah. was, was pretty good, yeah. Um, Ericsson as well, like, you know, it was, it was a professional fellow, but like... Uh, good to see him back. You could see Ericsson as well, yeah. And to be fair, I don't know if you've seen his interview after the game, Ericsson's, he was going, he just took it in a stride. It wasn't anything to, he was like, look, this is what I want to do. I'm here, like, you know, thanks to the people for getting me back, but, you know... Move on. It's, it's nothing out of the Move norm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, great, great. I, now, and he got, did he get an assist? He... Mm, I know Ivan Tony's first goal he took the corner but it got a nudge on oh it was a flick on wasn't it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, but look he's in a winning side and I, I, actually while we're on it do you see him playing at a higher level than Brentford let, 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 let's, let's get through the next couple of months um, do you know what I mean I, like you just don't know what the lasting impact of something like that will be like is in terms of like mm. will he ever be able to get to the level he was at I don't know um, but let's just let the kid play jeez <laughs> so, I, I sound like a New York Times uh, editor there from like the 20s just let the kid play <laughs> let him play let, him play. let yeah. the boys play um, but yeah beautiful piece of uh, footage mm, if anyone gets to see it we'll link it in the in the description as always um, it was some weekend for goals though wasn't it my god oh yeah I don't know if you watched the Arsenal yeah. Waffle game it was 5 goals I think it was a bad I, one I had my own game but I did hear Arteta got a great assist is that yes. true yes 
right, it's okay. up there. Little bit it's of up there with and the corner taken quickly. Yeah, it's up there with the scouse ball, but yeah. uh, against Barca. Um, yeah, so I must have a watch of that on MOTD tonight. Yeah, no, well worth, well worth. Um, I think that's it from this week. Probably slightly abridged, slightly shorter than usual. We didn't have the uh, the annoyance from Newbridge. Um, I think he he celebrated going over the hill last week, last night. I think, and he's. Uh, probably realises it's a steep climb back up but, but look yes, we'll sir. leave it there that's all from me that's all from me thank you and good night